Hey everyone, if you're a high school student or a parent interested in admissions and application tips, please stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. Kemi and I have a really special guest today. We've been doing our career series, but with application and admission season upon us, so we're kind of in the midst of it, we thought it would be a great idea to do a episode focused on admissions. And actually, our guest reached out to us, which we're very thankful for. Um, so we have Andrew Curiel on here with us today. He works in admissions. Um, and he has some great tips that he's going to share with us about whole admissions cycle, but also some athletic admissions and recruiting as well, I believe, too. Um, so we'll let Andrew introduce himself. Thanks for joining us, Andrew. No worries at all. Thank you both for um, bringing me on. Obviously, I shot my <laughs> shot to try to get on the show and uh, collaborate with you guys just to bring more awareness to CMSV, but also help out everyone that's listening to your channel. So credit to both of you for doing this for about a year now. Uh, but yes, my name is Andrew Creel. I go by Drew. I've been in higher ed for four years. I made four years on July 30th, June 30th, pardon. And I've loved every minute of it. Just the, the hustle and bustle, the get up and go, uh, the marketing, the interactions with the students, both on the prospective student side and also the current students. Uh, what I currently do for the College of Mount St. Vincent, I do, I manage the territories of Long Island, Queens and Brooklyn. And I'm also the athletic recruit liaison, which means that I assist students who want to play at the Division Three level. I read their applications, help them along the process from any of the 50, state, 50 states um, in regards to their application. And then also I manage all of our social media channels for our college at, with the admission tagline. So anything that's on TikTok, YouTube, YouTube Shorts, Instagram, Facebook, I'm doing that with a team of student ambassadors, which does a great job. And uh, we bring a lot of awareness with, with that social media stuff. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys today and helping out everyone who's listening to this today as well. That was a great intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, so working in admissions. <laughs> so I guess like the first question we'll launch off with for you is so what, I know this could kind of branch off along, so it doesn't have to be small and concise, but wherever you want to go with it, what do you think makes a competitive college applicant? Like what makes a student stand out for you? Yeah, for me, I really love consistency, right? So I, I know COVID has messed up a lot of people's high school years, but uh, I look for consistency, obviously, in grades, and I also look for consistency in activities and sports that you play. Oftentimes, we'll see students apply to a college, apply to CMSV, and they're literally doing things for one or two years because either they didn't have any activities at their high school or they're just trying to jump on something quickly so they could put it on their resume and say, yeah, I was a part of this for two years. But for me, since we get a small caseload of applications, we're a small school. We only admit around, we get 3,000 applications. We admit maybe 2,200 of those. And then from there, we enroll around a class of 450. So I can go more deeper with my applications and really see the student. Um, but I'm also looking for consistency in grades. So if you kill it in science, I want to see you kill it in science freshman, sophomore, and junior year. I also want to see it from the reverse. If you had a tough time with Algebra 1, but you picked it up in Geometry, and then you're killing it with Trigonometry, and now you're killing it Senior Year, that's great consistency, too. And it shows the, the person reading your application that you can do both, whether you're really good at a subject or whether you were bad at a subject and you picked it up, or you're really passionate about an activity or sport that you play. 
I get some students who are playing lacrosse or baseball or basketball since five years old, and now they just want to continue to do that as well. So uh, in order to get a strong application, I look for consistency in grades, activities, and also clubs or sports. I think that's a good it's a that's a good point to discuss too is consistency because essentially when you think about it like for people that don't know what the application process is is colleges get tons of applications pushed towards them so they really want to know who you are behind the paper and to make that more pronounced to show yourself is through consistency so if you are saying you've been through sports for a long time or even like your maybe your application or your essay you're saying how you overcome some certain obstacles like you were saying with mathematics like this was my obstacle this is how I overcame it and these is kind of this is kind of the characteristics of who I am now in my persona so I think that that does stro- does show a strong application so you could see what the person really looks like like whether they're what are their um the personality is their interests what do you think they can bring to the university so i think that was a really good point yeah 100 mm-hmm. but we see a lot of that in the college essay too so i always tell students try to tell me something that i can't see on your academic transcript in your college essay to try to let me know more about you and i'm so passionate about the college essay i'm doing a college essay workshop tomorrow on my ig feed on my ig live and then on zoom too for any students who signed up for free it's like again i've been doing it for four years so i read so many of the same essays and honestly, it looks like some teachers are helping them or some parents are helping them. And it's like, no, I want to know more about you, the student. If I'm going to admit you to the college, I want to see what, what you're going to bring. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect. Then one last thing, and I'll have Kiki go into her topic. But I used to be that student um, where it was like senior year. And I was like, well, I heard I have to do extracurriculars. So I had like a bunch, you know, don't be like me, everybody be consistent. So like, as Andrew just said, be consistent. We want to see what you're really doing, what you're really involved in. So don't be like me, but go ahead Kiki, with your next question. <laughs> no, that's, well, that's good. I think I, I kind of want to hear more about the college, like the app, the essay part. I thought you're doing a, a Instagram live so if people can join then, well, this is coming out in a while, but plug that for you sometime um but can you like i know you kind of gave it like a surface level of like what you're looking for in the essay what are some like red flags that you see you're reading essay and what are some things that you're like wow this like this is great it's really caught my attention yeah for sure so i I like i like the term red flags in essays because it it goes with the students and what what they know about Mm -hmm. but the red flags in the essay is i don't i hate people that use like big words to try to impress me so like mm. instead of saying like, oh, I had a spectacular volunteer experience abroad, like just say you had a good experience, just say you had a good experience like that. That's it. Um, I'm already impressed enough by the student applying to college. I'm impressed enough if you do your FAFSA. I'm impressed enough if you did three years of high school, like that's the that's the minimum for me. Um, another red flag as well is spelling errors. A lot of people I see sometimes just little things like and remember, I'm not no English major. I'm not, I'm not like this, the best person at writing, but like just have two people review your essay over just to make sure for spelling errors. Cause I know you could get tired. You're applying for so many different schools and then it's like, Oh damn, now I got to check my essay again. Have someone else do that for you. Um, and then another red flag is it has to be one page. I'm letting everyone know that's my, I'm sticking with my guns. One page college essay, um, anything longer, honestly, admission counselors do not have the time to read anything longer than one page considering we're a small school and we split it up by territory. I read around 800 college essays per year. I don't have time to read each one in depth. So what I do is I try to pick up on keywords, get an idea of the essay, highlight what's important, and then I'll move it on to second read for my director to read. And just imagine I'm 800, imagine a a large university like NYU or Columbia, 
mm-hmm. or even a Alabama or a, um, a Florida State University. They probably get even more. So I look those three red flags, spelling, spelling errors, big words to try to impress your counselor, and then also length. Um, I always tell people when I do my essay workshops, um, I, I go by MMC. So message, moment, and concise. I need a concise essay so I could just get to know who you are. I already know the transcript. I know who, who you are as a student, but now I need to know who you are as a person and what you're bringing to the university or college. That's really good. I think well, what you said at the beginning too is you're already impressed by their initiative, which I think like when you're, when you're applying, especially to a larger school, but when you're applying to college in general, you're competing against students who are likely on your level as well. So it really just comes down to, it just comes down to like little nitty gritty things, I'm sure. But something just for anything, any students, I think Kimmy Kimmy and I always talk about this too. Like we're just wanting students to have the initiative, which sometimes seems to be a struggle these days. But yeah, if you're applying to school, like just know that like, that's like the first big step. Like you're applying, like Andrew said, like you did your FAFSA, you finished high school, you're finishing high school. Those are, those are great things. So everything else can fall into place, like still put effort into the essay application part, but I feel like, yeah, don't get so hung up on, like, are they going to like me or trying to impress them with like big right. things? Because like, this is a big step. You're already impressing them by taking the initiative to apply to school. So I like that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to all the students that are going to be applying early action. I'm even more impressed by those students to get mm-hmm. to transition into senior year of high school then apply and then play sports or be in clubs and then get all of that submitted by November 1st. Shout out to them. I'm already impressed by that. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we spoke about that at one time, at one point too, saying we like to encourage students to at least have early action because then you can hear, I think like in December, you mostly get some of your huge help, huge help. You see who, who wants you. And then you could, you have the option to decide where you want to go to school. Uh, who is giving you more, um, more like scholarships and grants. So it's you have the, ch- the choice and the option to really sit back and decipher what's the mm-hmm. better fit for you or where you think you're going to excel better or the most. So totally, we always, I mean, you always press that. Like if you can, guys out there, try to get that early action together. You know, keep on doing that, especially if you're a senior, you don't want to stress your, your senior semester. So just get it over with, just get it over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So along with the application process, you also work with recruitment. So is it the same application? So can you tell us a little bit about that? Is it the same application process? And then how does that work? I I was never, I wasn't a sports person. So I knew I wasn't getting any at like scholarship. So I didn't even know. So for the people yeah. that are out here that are really into sports and maybe like some of these scholarships are truly life-changing. Some people can't um, afford to go to school. So for students that think that this may be um, a great way for them to pay for their higher education, what does that process look like? Yeah, absolutely. So as the athletic recruit liaison at a division three school, there is no athletic scholarship for any student just based on the NCAA rules at a D two or D one, there are athletic scholarships. Mm -hmm. So I literally just had training session with my admission liaison, John Muller, who's the head baseball coach at CMSB. He was giving us tips um, on how to, you know, give a pitch to a student who may be interested in sports. This is what he said. He said, if you are interested in playing in a sport at any college, we recommend that you send an email to the coach. Obviously, everyone should be doing that, but also send a video. Because think about it. These mm-hmm. coaches are getting thousands, hundreds amount of emails to say, hey, coach, I'm interested. Hey, coach, what's the application? Hey, coach, wh- can I play on your team? Right. But the difference is that video, because as a coach, they're looking for players to recruit on their team. So if they if they are missing a shortstop or they need a guard or they need a midfield, 
they're looking to replace mm-hmm. those students. So they need to see what's on video. Stats help as well. Also, again, just because you apply to a college or look to get into an athletic team doesn't mean the coach has to take you. They're looking for someone to fit their school and fit their team as well. So it's all about fit. Once you send those videos and emails, coaches will reach back out, try to set up a visit for the campus. Um, if you live far from the school, I always recommend to go on holiday breaks and also like Indigenous People Day, um, election days, things like that, long weekends so you could go down and visit. But if not, go visit, get a vibe for the coach and the campus. And then ultimately, you want to talk to the coach about your goals and what you see at whatever level you're going to and how you fit into the program. Because again, they're asking you to be a part of their program. It has to work both ways. Um, and then also, I always tell students, student athletes. So I, I just came back from hooping, and there's a lot of high school students there, and we're just chatting it up. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I want to play here. I want to play here. I want to play here. I said, how's your grades? Because no matter what, you're a student at the end of the day, yes. and we want to get you into college. Right. Athletics is just the, the medium or the avenue or the vehicle to, to get you there. You have to kill it in school in order for you to get into the athletic role as well. So that's what I always tell students. Email the coaches. Send a video if you can campus visit and then always kill it in your studies and be transparent along that process too you got to let them know like if you're if you're not doing too hot freshman and sophomore year you gotta let them know hey i'm looking to kill it my junior year i'll bring my grades up and then hopefully i'll be you know i have a better chance of getting into the college transparency always helps with these college coaches that's great so do you think that so when do you think they should start sending in to kind of give them a, a deadline if they are junior should they start sending things in maybe end of sophomore year the beginning of junior year when do you think is the best time they can send their video and start building that report yeah low-key I think end of sophomore year because even though some students are in JV going to vars um, if you wait till junior year some of these students like we see students commit to d1s their freshman year of high school or commit to d1 sophomore year of high school so our earliest latest sophomore year um the latest I would say uh first first two quarters of senior year in high school because mm-hmm. the earlier the better because remember you got to do that high school visit if you need to take an SAT or ACT you got to do that too um, but I know some students have uh, struggled with COVID and getting videos and stuff like that you can also send practice film too that helps as well or if you play on an AAU team or on a travel team you can send that footage as well it's just a different environment of the sport but it's still your sport so that helps out too mm-hmm. that was good that was a lot of good information that's good because yeah what? They, they're just looking for your skill. They just want to see that, you're, that you have a skill set. Um, that's perfect that you're saying, like, yeah, have, have some video, have stats and everything like that. And that's really great tips. Um, I was telling Kemi, back in the day, I played tennis. Back in the day, I okay. got, like, I had, one, I had one coach scout me. It didn't work out, but it worked out. If, if it were to worked out, I wouldn't have met Kemi um, and all of our other really good friends. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, like, intense process. So those are great tips to make it somewhat simple. It's things you do every day anyway you're out there in the practice field or the courts or whatever. So that's really great tips. Can I ask too, just, you mentioned at the beginning that this is a general question, but that D3 schools don't give scholarships. What is your advice for anybody, whether they're like an athlete, a student athlete, or just in general, what are your tips for students looking for funding? I like, you know, of course, FAFSA, but like Mm -hmm. what tips do you give students that are looking for like scholarships or additional funding and things like that? absolutely awareness big 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 awareness like a a little story about me I was a first gen student just a a mama's boy my mom and I together and I didn't even know about Mount St. Vincent till April of my senior year I went for um, a campus visit for an interview for a Catholic scholarship anyone who came from a Catholic high school to go to Mount St. Vincent you would get another two thousand dollars but you had an interview for it 
So I found out about it till April, late, went to campus, fell in love with the campus. I deposited two weeks right after. If I was more aware earlier on the process, um, maybe I could have gotten more aid. I could have gotten more scholarship. I could have been considered for more grants. So what I'm saying is all the tips to the tips for the students is this. Start emailing the admission counselor responsible for your territory or your region and say, hey, I'm interested in learning more about scholarships, grants, and also other opportunities to gain more funding. Literally, our job is to advocate for each student that applies to the college or the university. So, for example, we have a great scholarship called Seton Service and Leadership Scholarship. It's awarded to any students that are a leader on their team, in their community, or even in their home. If they do community service hours, if they work in a church, if they're a captain on their team, they get full room and board for the scholarship. We pick 12 students per year. Students know about it, <clears throat> but also we have to let them know about it. So, example, if I don't go to a school fair or if I don't visit for a high school visit, those, those students don't know. There's also their job, too, to ask us, email us. We're always available. DM the colleges. Talk to students that are applying, too. Hey, have you seen this, that one, that one? At Mount St. Vincent, we have helped that process. So, for example, on the Common App, we put all of our premier programs there so that they can see them, what we offer and things like that. The earlier that you are available and accessible to the college to let them know, like, hey, I'm interested. Let me know what else you guys have. We're going to help you wholeheartedly. I think that's great. And I, I think mm -hmm. it, it, I like how you said it just shows so much how you need to be very proactive. So this is talking to especially parents that are listening to this um, and teenagers that are probably listening to this. I hate to say they're probably listening to this in New year, but parents like try to try to have um, <laughs> these talks with your with your children to try to establish and figure out where they may be thinking of going to school or Minky, you're always saying the earlier, the better. So like freshmen, sophomores, developing that interest, trying to get a better understanding of what job or career you're thinking about going into and then you can kind of build your college search on that but it really is everything is being proactive because especially if you're a student that knows that they might not be able to um, afford like higher education and is really expensive just doing that and asking ahead of time universities that you're interested in to understand funding or scholarships can help so much I didn't I only didn't know about too many additional scholarships where we mm -hmm. went to school in Elon. Um, Kiki, I think you got notification of one, and that's how you were part of the Watson Odyssey. Kiki? Yeah, but I think kind of same thing. I think I just Googled scholarships. I don't even know that they reached mm -hmm. out to me. I think I just was like, I need I need something, and Googled it. And I, I applied to that like the day before it was due. Like maybe the night it was due, but See, it was but a blessing. You, you had the courage to look that up, <laughs> which is important. I always tell students, be aware of those opportunity programs. Like we have HOP, we have a, a TRIO, we have an institutional creative program mm -hmm. called MAP. And it's like, if students don't look those up, unfortunately they won't be nominated for it if I don't even read the application. Like I'm already talking to fall 2023 students emailing me, hey, I just want to talk about your college through, through DM, through email, through anything like that. And it's my job to serve them. So even though they don't have an application mm -hmm. in, they're still a student interested at College of Mount St. Vincent, I'm going to help them, you know? So we're always here to help. I appreciate you hearing that. It's we always it's always like a large part of like you, we mean you say all the time, do your research. We say that all the time. But if you don't know, just throw mm -hmm. out that Google. Google is always there in the back. It's always there to help out. So and it's free. It's free. So do your research to find the scholarships <laughs> and find the aid that you can get, but try to be proactive as much as possible. So another question we have is so for let's say we have some students 
and family members that are on board like freshman year of high school and they're trying to start, you know, prepping for the college application process. What's kind of your ideal deadline for like what what you think is the best steps for them to take um, to be more prepared for the application process? Yeah, um, it's funny when I'm at college fairs, and like, well, we love to talk to seniors, obviously, because they're going to be applying directly after the conversation. I enjoy talking to juniors as well, because hopefully they could come for an open house or a visit. Sometimes when we get sophomores or freshmen who come to the table, we're kind of like, oh, we're not going to see you until like two, three years from now. Like, and we joke around, oh, this information is going to change anyway. Don't don't even bother. Right. But I love talking to freshmen and sophomores because the earlier you're engaged with the process, the less stress you're going to deal with. Imagine if you're a freshman right now, your parents are on board to help. You start visiting 25 reach schools. By the end of the visit, you should already know if the vibe is there or not. Now you're knocked down to 22 schools. Now you have some far schools you want to go to. Go ahead. Try try that commute out. See if you want to do that over Thanksgiving weekend and Christmas weekend and and, uh, Easter break. See if you want to do that commute. Now you're down to maybe like 15. So the earlier you get started, you'll be able to see what schools are not actually a fit for you. And then also having that connection with that admission counselor is huge. I love walking into schools like this fall. Like I got my first travel tomorrow on Long Island and I can't wait to go back because I met so many sophomores and juniors. So now when we go, when I go, now it's going to have a different connection with them. And I'm not just going to be a regular person. Now I can actually help them to what they need. Um, Mm -hmm. As a freshman or sophomore, it's important to let the college know what you need in order to be successful. Uh, For example, we have an office of accessibility. Students from last year contacted me at the end of their uh, at the end of their junior and senior year of high school to say, "Hey, my student needs this accommodation. Um, they need this um, requirement in their in their dorm or in their classroom. Do you guys have that available?" And I respected it because it's like, "All right, you want to make sure that all of these accommodations are for you before you even apply." Because that's the thing we don't want to waste time either. So I always tell students, make sure you go visit those schools early kill it in those first two years of high school and then also get that initial impression with your admission counselors to build that relationship with them as both of you know in higher ed people come in and out revolving doors but still make those connections as early as possible so you can have a person backing you up uh, by the time you apply and also come onto campus I, i'm thinking back like i don't remember if i utilize the admissions counselors enough but that's what you all there to do like you all you all travel months at a time for this purpose and that's what you all are there to do. So yeah, anyone listening, like it's always listed on the college's website who your admissions counselor is by like, like you were saying by territory. So absolutely use them. And actually I do remember I had I had one admissions counselor at school I didn't get into, which is totally fine. But um I was very I was very connected though. I was like, I have to make that rapport. Um but yeah, it's very important. So another question that I have to work at a community college. I have a question about like how you all like what your advice would be for transfer students. That's a big part of what I work with every day. Yeah, what's your advice for students that are maybe coming from a community college or transferring in from another college, but just transfers in general? What advice do you give give to them? Biggest advice to transfer students: make sure your credits that you are taking transfer to the college or university that you are going to. That is the hugest thing. Do not waste your time. If you're going to start out at a community college, and I have no beef with community colleges, I think it's a great option mm-hmm. because of the accessibility and also the price. Um, I met a student before he graduated from my high school. He's at NYU right now. I said, hey, how did you get in initially from the high school that I graduated from? 
He's like, bro, I went to two years community college at BCC, got my grades up, and then I went into NYU. I said, I respect it. I said, how much you are are you in debt? He said, not as much as I, if I started in at my freshman year. Um, so I always tell students, if you're going to take um, credits at a community college, try to take those common cores, like an English, a math, a science, a religion, a mm-hmm. history. Um, and because most likely a psychology, a sociology, most likely those credits should be transferring over to the college or university that you're applying to. But again, use the counselor that is at the college that you want to go to. So re- there's always somebody there as a transfer counselor or an international counselor or a, a resource counselor, operations member, whoever you get in contact with to let them know, hey, I'm a freshman year student at this community college. I'm taking these credits. Will this help me get into your program? And also, will these qualify as credits at your college? That's the worst thing I see with students, unfortunately. They come into our college and then we have to tell them, hey, that credit isn't equivalent to what we have. We can't give you that credit. You have to take it again here. And to me, you got to spend more money. And it's like, damn, now we're not helping the student. You know, so that's one. Um, And then also be mindful that uh, there are scholarships for transfer students, too. Oh, that's not mm-hmm. that's something else. Obviously, usually they're, they're only merit-based, but you could transfer into an HOP program. You could transfer into an EOP program if you're that student at that college, too. So look for opportunity programs, look for additional scholarships, and also make sure your credits transfer to equivalencies at the college or university you're applying to. Perfect answer. That's what I would tell a student, <laughs> too. So I was, I was like, let me just hear from admissions counselor. Absolutely. So I tell people every, every day. So no, I appreciate the confirmation. I feel like Kimmy and I say that all the time on here as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are those are great. I mean, if you want to plug anything, uh, I know you have a nonprofit that we wanted you to plug for sure. But any your social media channels, your, your any endeavors that you have, we want you to go ahead and plug them so that we can keep this collaboration going and people can connect with you as well. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for having me today. Um, I do want to plug our CMSV admission Instagram. Uh, outlet and then also our TikTok and YouTube. I have a great social media head tour guide by the name of Caitlin Fanjul. She's a current junior at the Mount, plays volleyball, dances, and she does all of our um, social media efforts for us. So I definitely recommend to get get on those to see what life is like at CMSV. You won't see my face. You won't see other administrators or professors. You'll see students and their life at the mm-hmm. Mount. And that's the most thing. That's the the biggest thing I want students to get is the CMSV student life, because that's going to be you in three, two, or one year. Um, and then also for me, I have a nonprofit I've been doing for eight years called Be You Stay True. We promote character building in the youth and basically promote children being themselves and staying true to who they are, both on and off the court. I've been fortunate to help out my community and do it for seven years or eight years. And my alma mater for five years, one year virtual for COVID, and then the past two years at the College of Mount St. Vincent. Um, it's a great opportunity to continue to play basketball, have fun. And for year nine, we're actually going to Puerto Rico in June 15th and June 16th. No, July 15th, July 16th. We're going to be doing some fundraising efforts, selling some shirts in the upcoming months. So if you want to stay in tune with that, the Instagram for that is at BU, stay true with one underscore. Um, and those are my two outlets to shout out. Of course, you'll see me on those. But uh, if you could follow those two accounts, I really, really appreciate it. That's awesome. Do you have LinkedIn as well that people yeah. can connect with you there if they want to? Yeah, 100%. Any counselors at the high school side or on the college admission side that just want to, I guess I'm old enough now to be a mentor for other people or be an ally for mm-hmm. other people as well. So I'm on LinkedIn. My name is Andrew, uh, C-U-R-I-E-L. Um, I'm probably one, one of the first people there. And then I have my MBS after that because I got my master's. So I, I definitely put it there. Uh, but yeah, I, I promote a lot of positivity stuff, um, a lot of uh, mental health stuff, a lot of PTO stuff. 
stuff and then also just promote the brand of CMSV as well. So I'm open to connecting on LinkedIn too. Cool. Well, we'll call you Drew. So we can call you Drew. Thank you so much for, for being on here, for sharing all of that. We're definitely going to put it in the show notes. Everybody, you all know that. Um, so that you all could connect with Drew, connect with CMSV and his amazing student staff there as well and his nonprofit. So make sure to check out the show notes. Um, thank you for being on here. We appreciate that information so much. Um, but everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Your Advisor Will See You Now podcast. Um, check out everything in the show notes. Our Instagram is Yasin Podcast. Also on TikTok, um, we're trying to ramp that up. So check us out, Y-A-W-S-Y-N Podcast. Um, if you have anything that you want to hear us talk about more, our email is in the show notes. And if you want to bless us monetarily, our Venmo is also in the show notes. But any likes, shares, uh, subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate that. So thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of your advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.